The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. Just a quick break to recommend our recent sponsor's Book of the Month. Book of the Month makes reading better by offering members a few new book selections each month to help you cut through the noise, save time, and make it easier to decide what to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and picks five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All of these books are good, so you really can't go wrong. Book of the Month helps readers like you and I find books that we wouldn't normally discover on our own. The cool part is selections largely focus on new and upcoming authors in multiple genres. Book of the Month also recently launched curated audiobooks, so members can get a hardcover or an audiobook each month, which you can then download and listen to right in the app. This month, I chose A Little Supernatural Fair in Murder Road by New York Times bestselling author Simone St. James, described as the story of a young couple that find themselves haunted by a string of gruesome murders committed along an old deserted road in this terrifying new novel. Just go to bookofthemonth.com to pick your first book and join Book of the Month. That's bookofthemonth.com. And for a limited time, you can join and get that first book for just $9.99 with the code CHIRP. That's C-H-I-R-P. Enjoy. Rainmaker FM. Hey there, and welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed, here to give you another glimpse into the habits, habitats, and brains of renowned writers. And in part two of this file, the award-winning creator, producer, and host of the mega-hit Lore podcast, TV show, and book series, Aaron Mankey, returned to share how he created his scary storytelling universe, his writing regimen for success, and advice to fellow scribes. In less than three years, the writer and former graphic designer grew his humble, true-life scary story podcast, Lore, from a small email list and an effort to market his self-published novels into a critically acclaimed show with more than 100 million downloads. The podcast won Apple Podcasts Best of 2015 and 2016, and also picked up a Best History Podcast from the Academy of Podcasters. Lore was also recently turned into an Amazon TV series by producers of The Walking Dead and The X-Files, with Aaron as a co-executive producer. It's been turned into a live tour and a book series with Penguin Random House as well. The World of Lore, Monstrous Creatures, is the first in a three-book series from the author. The books include both old and new tales from the world of lore, with their signature blend of history and the macabre to plumb the depths of our collective nightmares. Entertainment Weekly noted that Mankey dives deep into the world of folklore and the darker side of history in a quest to root out the fragment of truth at the bottom of our fears. In part two of this file, Aaron and I discuss the writer's process and the advantages of a home office for a podcast producer, how to turn a scary spoken word podcast into a hit TV show, why the author leans on planning and outlining, Aaron's reliance on the cloud to sync all of his script editing and weekly tasks, why professional writers can't wait for inspiration, and more great advice for keeping the ink flowing. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. 
go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. I know you've talked about working in coffee shops in the past. Are, are you still someone who gets out into the world or do you prefer now to be in an office kind of with the door closed? I, uh, I bounce back and forth. So for a lot of the fall when I was writing, because the fall was pretty crazy for me this last year. Um, and that's another aspect of writing that it's probably a different conversation, but like learning to write faster so you can then buy yourself a week off so you can go on tour and then come back and catch up and all that stuff. And, And then of course I have to record and produce on a regular schedule. But anyway, so, um, I used to go out just to a local Starbucks and write from you know, the same time from seven to 10. That's about how long I felt like I've, you know, at, at 10 o'clock, I felt like I'm overstaying my welcome at this point and I can, <laughs> I can either buy more, more drink or I can leave. And yeah. so seven to 10, um, you know, these days though, I'm, I'm in my home office and, uh, sometimes it's with music on, sometimes it's in silence. I've learned that being in a home office means that I can, I can read stuff out loud as I'm writing it instead of later in the editing process. Yeah. And, uh, and I like that because, I'm writing for spoken word and that's different than writing a, a, a four print item. You know, I, I want to avoid alliteration as much as possible. I want phrases to roll off the tongue a bit more smoothly than, you know, a nice eloquent, uh, phrase might look on paper. I, I have to write it to be said and that's, that's a different style. So being able to read it out loud has been really helpful. Um, because of that being in my own office at home has, has been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you then when you're working on the TV show, um, are you having to travel or you, can you work remotely on that or? Well, you know, the good part about the TV show is that, you know, everything's written, uh, from, from the podcast. So, you know, when we sat down and we, we, we planned out, um, the episodes, um, I was able to just say, well, you will hear the, hear the, I mean, I've always called them transcripts, but that, that insinuates that you talk first and it's typed up later. They're more scripts, right? It's, it's, yeah. I, I write a script for the podcast. So I'm able to hand them my scripts and, but I'm not a screenwriter, so I don't, I don't know how to write a, a screenplay. So, so then they have writers who would take my stuff and they, you know, these episodes need to be different than the podcast. They need to have, right. you know, if we're doing black stockings, it's got to have the same story, but maybe we bring in some different historical information or maybe now because we can be visual, we can bring in some new things that, that help it. And so other people write the, the screenplays. So for, for me, there's not a lot of there's never been a lot of travel uh, necessary. I visited the set once um, back in April of last year while they were filming uh, Passing Notes, which was great. Got to meet Robert Patrick, the uh, was it T-1000 uh, from yeah. Terminator 2? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, he's in that episode and, and hung out on set all day. And, and it's, a, it's a very fun world. But for the yeah. most part, you know, the, the travel happened when, I, uh, when the TV show was coming out. So, you know, doing Comic-Con in New York uh, back in October we premiered it, uh, at a panel. Uh, and then, um, I went on book tour and, uh, did some promotional stuff for the TV show while I was on book tour. So it, it's, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Million dollar question. Do you believe in writer's block? Is it a thing? No way. Okay. No way. <laughs> I am. So, I mean, I get that there are, there are plotters and pantsers out there, right? And some people write by the seat of their pants and some people plot it out. I am a planner and an outliner and I could not, uh, do it any other way before right. I ever sit down to write an episode. I already know where I'm going. You know, I, I've, I have the outline for my research assistants. I've gone over it. I've marked it up now to be clear. I'm not writing fiction, but I have written fiction in the past and, yeah. and it, it was the same when I, 
when I wrote fiction, my, the way that I, I planned a book was that I, I came up with a paragraph that described the plot. And then I, I expanded that paragraph until I had, you know, dozens of bullet points and those became chapters and plot points. And, and so when I sat down, it was more about what's on my list to write today than about, Oh God, I have to come up with something. Right. (laughs) So, you know, lore is essentially a 4,000 word history paper. And like we've said, it's, it's written narratively and for spoken word, but I could never, I could never do that off the cuff. That, that kind of thing requires planning and, and, and I think planning gives you daily focus. And, and because of that, I just, I don't have writer's block. I'm not afraid of the, of the blank page anymore. Like I used to be, I just sit down like, it's my job. I have to write, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, that's really cool. Okay. A couple quick workflow questions. Are you a Mac or a PC? I am an Apple guy. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoy using their, their word processor app called pages. Mm. Uh, it syncs with iCloud. Yeah. So I've got pages on all my Macs. Um, that sounds fancy. I have a desktop and a laptop uh, <laughs> because I travel enough. I needed like write and edit on the road. So, yeah, yeah. um, and then I've got an iPhone and an iPad and the iPad is what I use for my scripts in the sound booth. Um, so oh, yeah, pa- pages is installed on all of them and iCloud keeps them in sync. So I can sit down and write in the cafe. I can come home. I can open it up on the desktop and I can do some more writing. And then when I go into the booth, it's right there in pages, which is also good because I used to, I used to, I used to record with, um, with the PDF, uh, as my script. But what happens is, as you're recording it and you're reading the page, uh, you, you find mistakes or you find, Oh, I need to change that word to this word. So, so I actually use pages for my script as well, because then I can just edit on the fly. Yeah. Um, and that's changing my master. So that's, that's my preference. That's great. That's cool. So, uh, do you have a couple organizational hacks aside from, um, syncing pages to the cloud that keep you on, on track with everything? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, you know, I use a to do app on my phone and my Mac that syncs. It's called Todoist. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a lot of like every, every other Tuesday I have to do this every other Wednesday I have to do this. And so those things are programmed in as repeating tasks to keep me on, on, you know, on, on my schedule. Yeah. Um, with pages, you know, that's, that's everywhere. I use Evernote for a lot of the research and, and mm. notes that I take. Mm-hmm. Um, again, syncs across all my devices. I like to be able to work wherever I'm at, which is, you know, that's kind of the point when you're doing creative things where you can, you just jot something down quickly and then it's there on your desktop when you get back to the office. So, uh, yeah. Nice, but nice. outside of that, it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Do you run up against procrastination? Are you a writer who, uh, leans in or, or have you found ways to beat it? Uh, I don't procrastinate on writing because of that. I tend to procrastinate on other things, but for <laughs> the most part, I have one of those to-do lists where if I don't do the six items on it today, tomorrow is going to be a day in hell. So <laughs> I, I just, I like, I just have to do the things, but again, I'm in this weird place, right? Where this is, this is my full-time gig. It's, yeah. you know, I've, I've created a career that can, that can last me the rest of my life. And, and this is all I do. And, and at the core of all of these branches of the lore tree, you know, the book series, the podcast, the TV show, writing is, writing's the sap that feeds all of them. And, you know, that's the dream. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a career writer, but it also means that there's no end in sight. Like this podcast doesn't take seasonal breaks like some shows do. Every two weeks I have to publish an episode. And it sounds like I'm required to, but it's just because I've made an agreement with my listeners that you get it every two weeks on Mondays. And I, I believe that as a podcaster, 
you should, if you want to make it your full-time job, you should treat it like your full-time job. So, huh. uh, I, I know people who, yeah, maybe we'll publish on Monday today, but next week we'll go on Wednesday and now oh, it's not done yet. So maybe it's Friday next week. Like I, that to me, that's, that's, that's bull. You, you <laughs> made a, you made a commitment and you stick with it. So every other Monday within the same minute, uh, I, I try to aim for, I got something to pump out. Um, mm-hmm which means I never really have that luxury of procrastination right? I have to write and, uh, I don't wait for inspiration or for the right mood. Um, maybe that, again, that's a difference between fiction and, and the nonfiction that I do. I just sit my butt down and I write words and, uh, you know, I'll tell you a secret. The, the words that you write on your most inspiring day are 99% as good as the words that you'll write on the hard days. You know, you, when you put them in a deck and shuffle them and ask somebody to tell you which one is a better quality writing, those days where you struggle for the words, they're just as good. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard that before. <laughs> um, all right. How does Aaron Mankey unplug at the end of a long day? Boy. Um, well, I'm done about five, five thirty every day. And then I go have dinner with my family, which is one of the perks of working from home. And then I hang out with them until the kids go to bed. And then after that, you know, th- this winter, it's been a lot of you know, building a fire in the fireplace and drinking some scotch and just, vegging you know yeah of it do you watch your own show <laughs> <laughs> i have uh, but with six episodes or you know that's not enough to keep me busy no. um no i'll play games and, and things like that but uh nice. for the most part yeah all right uh, i see a couple of creativity questions how do yeah, you yeah. how do you personally uh define creativity boy i i would say creativity is it's the skill of building something unique from nothing uh, and I mean skill and not talent. I think that, I think you can learn to be creative. Um, because again, if, if you're waiting for inspiration, you're not always going to have it, but, but I'm a creative professional. If you want to call it that, I mean, every day I have to create something whether I feel it or not. And, um, I, I think you can learn to build something unique every day. And to me, that's creativity. Yeah. What makes a writer great? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I've heard a lot of, you know, lessons from people read a lot. So you'll write better, um, yeah. figure out what your voice is. I, I think voice has probably been a big thing for me. Just learning, um, what naturally, uh, what's, what's the natural way I want to, to speak to people with my writing. And you know, it makes, it makes what I create unique to me. Um, do you have a couple, uh, author sitting on your nightstand table that you're digging right now or nobody I'm reading. Well, I'm, I'm doing the audiobook right now for uh, Artemis by Andy Weir. Oh, nice. Uh, it, my stack usually has a Neil Gaiman book or a Stephen King or a Joe Hill. Cause that's, yeah. those are my, those are my big three. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a best love quote hanging over your desk? Like many, many, many <laughs> authors. I do not. <laughs> Okay. Um, couple fun ones before we wrap. If you could choose one author from any era for an all expense paid dinner to your favorite spot, uh, favorite restaurant, who would you take and where would you take them? Uh, I, where I would take them, I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about this. Edgar Allan Poe would be cool, but I think he'd get too drunk too fast. Um, I mean, he was, he was a renowned alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, Lovecraft would probably show up high to the dinner because uh. um, he was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, his brilliant, but weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Stephen King. You know, yeah. he's down to earth. He's normal. Um, he's, 
local. So, you know, um, there's at least the chance of possibility. Um, it, I, it just be just to be able to sit at a table with a guy that's written 50 plus novels over the course of the last, you know, 45 or 50 years. It's what an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that would be intense. Um, do you, do you collect any weird, uh, writer's fetishes? Do you have, uh, I know, I mean, you must have some ancient tomes hanging around there that you <laughs> reference from time to time. Do you collect any other, uh, like first editions or uh, old typewriters, any any torture devices or? No, I have a skull in my office. It's not <laughs> real. It's it's a it's a resin cast, but it's, it's yeah. it looks really real. Um, I buy way too many Blackwing pencils for any mm. single person to use over the course of their life. Um, and and field notes, notebooks, those are those are things that if a new edition's out, I, I, it's amazing how quickly my wallet comes out and I buy it. Yeah. Um, it, it's a problem. I'm okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and scotch, I, I, am a, I'm a scotch guy. So I'm always looking for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're ever in Denver, I think we have a bar that has the, the largest selection of, um, like single malts and, and oh. probably in the country, but, uh, it's very weird. They have many of them hanging, uh, from the ceiling and, and then they just open a little sieve and get it into your shot glass and Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, very cool. It's a pretty cool place. Uh, do you have, uh, before we wrap up here, any advice, for your fellow scribes on just how to keep going, how to keep the ink flowing. You know, this one I've learned really well over the last three years. Uh, And so I I don't treat the page, whether it's written or, you know, Microsoft Word or whatever, I don't treat it like a sacred document. Get messy on the page, right? So like if I'm writing along and I've written three or 400 words and all of a sudden I can't finish the phrase, I can feel it, but I can't finish the phrase, I'll just type a couple X's or whatever, I, mm-hmm. you know, we'll bring my eye back to it. I'll hit the carriage return a couple times and then I'll write the next sentence and keep going. And eventually while I'm in the middle of, you know, birthing those new sentences, the other one will click and I'll go back and finish the sentence. Or maybe in the middle of writing, I'll know exactly how I want to close out a section. I, you know, the, the, that line hits me like, oh, I, that's the one I need to, that's the mic drop right there. Mm-hmm. I will just go down to that section and I'll add it in at the end. Um, and so it's in there. So I'm not treating the pages as the sacred thing where, oh, I haven't gotten to chapter five. I can't, I can't add something to chapter five. No, you, you can do whatever the hell you want. Get down there and, and capture that moment of, 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 uh, of linguistic inspiration if you need to get it in there and then go back to where you were, you know? So that's been the biggest thing for me is just learning to keep the fingers moving and, and you know, if, if there's going to be a hole, just leave it and then you can go back and patch the hole later. Love it. Well, before we uh, wrap up here, lore is an exploration of the dark real life historical tales at the root of our common fears as superstitions. Uh, congrats on all the successes you've had. So I'll point at the world of lore, dot com of course which mm-hmm. has links to um the books the, the tv show on amazon um as well as the podcast i will point to the podcast directly um and your amazon uh author page which has links to all of your uh work there as well including the book series as they roll out fantastic stuff anywhere else you want to point listeners I think that's great. I mean, I I putz around um, too often on Twitter as A-M-A-H-N-K-E, just my first initial, my last name, all one word, A-Mankey. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Laura's on on Twitter as well, Laura Podcast. Oh, fantastic. Cool. Yeah, I noticed you were writing uh, recently on Twitter about an animal that died in your office wall. I thought that 
that was something where the truth was stranger than fiction. Did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. So um, I used to think it was an old New England home thing, but ours isn't one of those like really old with crumbling stone foundation houses. Um, but, you know, something got in the walls. I mean, they oh always get in the walls. You know, this is what animals do when it's cold out. They get yeah. inside for warmth. And they build a nest and they make themselves cozy. But if it gets too cold outside, sometimes they die or maybe they're just oh, old or they're sick. Um, and, and yeah, so there's been something in the wall. I, my office is in Old Master on, on our first floor and there's a there's a, a bathroom connected to it. And I think it's in the wall, like an exterior wall of the bathroom. Oh, my. And it, it smells horrible, horrible. <laughs> it just, I've got, I've got a, my wife gave me a tissue with some essential oil, like uh, peppermint scented on it and then yeah. I've, I've brought in candles and I've opened windows and it's just that's crazy. <laughs> it's a mess that's crazy. but you know what I'm still writing in it <laughs> okay you're sure it's not a ghost <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah I'm pretty sure I was was talking to my buddy Eric Kripke he's the guy that um, created Supernatural the TV show yeah and uh, I think he recommended that I I, I salt the place um, there might be a demon but uh, oh, man. You know, I think it, I think it's just a dead mouse <laughs> okay well Aaron thank you so much for coming on to uh, share your uh, wisdom with us. We appreciate it and hope you come back another time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy the writer files, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. And for more episodes or just to leave a comment or a question, you can always drop by writerfiles.fm and chat with me on Twitter at Calton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Bye.